Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Today we're talking about chemistry of your team. Look, you can have the greatest product in the world, but if you don't have a strong team chemistry, your company is ultimately going to fail. Today's quote, skills are cheap, chemistry is expensive. Any idea who said that, JC? Uh, no idea. You know, it's, apparently it's some guy named Mal Pancoast, and I've never heard of him before, but he's all over the internet with like quotes. So he must be amazing. Sounds like a smart guy. <laughs> he's got it on the right topic right now. Absolutely. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to disrupt recruiting. We share insights from top performing entrepreneurs and industry experts and provide proven tactical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. Today, our guest is JC Ruffalo. He's the director of Launchpad and investor relations for Octane OC. JC joined Octane in 2014 as the director of Launchpad, and he mentors hundreds of companies each year and has assisted Launchpad companies to achieve over $750 million in capital infusion, and as a result, has created about 3,500 new jobs in SoCal. Good job, buddy. Great organization. Prior, prior to Octane, JC founded a small or co-founded a small startup called Double Splash Media, which uh, was involved with email marketing. So he's an entrepreneur as well, which makes him a perfect person to discuss this topic. <laughs> JC, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thanks, Rick. Good to be here. Absolutely. So we're going to cover a few things today. We're going to talk about why chemistry is so important, how to monitor your team chemistry, and what to do to in encourage or change your chemistry. So let's start with the obvious, right? Um, let's talk about what what a good team chemistry looks like. I mean, it's it's creative, it's it's synergistic, it's collaborative, it's all those fun buzzwords that you hear, but it's really about how those that team implements and exchanges all of those fun buzzwords, right? Yeah. Um, and that happens whether you're in business, whether you're in sports, it's all about how you work off each other um, and even in your life, right? How your relationships are built. So Chemistry is hugely important, and um, especially in business. And what I see is good companies go to die when they don't have a good team because so some problem just arises where it's ego or something gets in the way and the team just can't work together anymore. So very true. Now, so, you know, it's it's very important at the sport, like the professional sports level. Chemistry is everything, and they actually bring people over for to enhance the chemistry. Exactly. Why don't entrepreneurs think of it that way? Yeah, you're right. Why don't they? Why it's don't a good we question. start thinking about chemistry first, product second? Yeah. Those that have been there and experienced and been an entrepreneur many times, they've, they've experienced that and that's what they do look for is yeah. team fits. Um, because you could spend hundreds of dollars or recruiting at an agency or thousands, but, but it's all about how that company, I that don't know what agency team, does a hundred dollars. No, no, no. I, I meant it more like <laughs> they spent thousands. You yeah. could lose thousands of dollars oh, just yeah. basically hiring the wrong professional. Well, you know, potentially a hundred, hundreds of thousands. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the the estimate is that a bad hire costs you about three times whatever you're paying them. Right. So if you're paying somebody a hundred thousand dollars, you're losing out on 300,000. That's scary. Right. You know, I was doing some research for the show. I love Google, right? Um, I think it was, um, I found on Wikipedia, they were talking about what good chemistry does to the body from a psychological perspective. Hmm. Your brain produces a lot more oxytocin, which is the, the hormone that makes us feel good, right? So higher levels of oxytocin produce a more pleasure, 
deeper trust and a stronger intimacy in and around the team. So why not cultivate that within your organization? Why not um, build that out? I think it's just hard, right? Yeah, to, to even think about it. It's extremely hard to think about and trying to forecast for. Um, but when you do have that, I have been in, in team experiences where you do, I felt that kind of level of, of extra energy that I want to prove more than I, that I'm already trying to be challenged with. I want to even go above and beyond that because I know the team that's surrounding me. I want to support them. It's yeah. kind of that, that, uh, family setting, if you will. And that can happen even in a large corporation where you can build that, uh, inner trust within your circle. I think there are team. some large corporations that actually do a very good job of that. Absolutely. Building in chemistry. I mean, you know. Chemistry is also another kind of derivative of culture, right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about the adverse, right? Bad chemistry, because I see, you know, probably 90% of the companies out there, or I would say a good 70% of the companies out there have a bad chemistry among mm -hmm. the team, the people. I mean, they have toxic cultures, right? So um, let's talk about destructive chemistry. What, what would you say would be kind of a good example of something that's disruptive? Oh, or, man destructive I destructive yeah, yeah and just dis and disruptive because yeah. it can throw the whole team off yeah um whether it's making a bad decision by one individual who's just lets their priority get in the way of the whole team um that can be that's probably one of the most common themes that you see yeah um but there's so many different examples that are out there that go around that that same theme where it's just bad decision making or someone's holding withholding information or they're not really being there to support everyone else so we're talking about leadership, right? And right. we're talking about really the communication between the members of the team and how well they interact. Yeah. So is that a biological thing or is that just a learned response? Um, I think with leadership, it's something that you're able to adapt to. And when you recognize yeah. it, you definitely want to step in. Those that are the good leaders will step up and, and yeah. make sure to, to pivot and change. So, so w what then should people be looking at? I mean, you know, how do I identify that you have a bad chemistry? I mean, you look at companies and you talk to companies all the time. Have you have you interviewed people and said, oh, God, the chemistry between those two people? Oh, yeah. Know, those three people are terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And for our program, we see hundreds of companies a year, 300, 400 at, at, the, at the minimum. It's almost impossible to count specifically how many. But yeah. we see lots of companies and even for investors, when you go through our whole process to completion and then introductions with investors or any other strategic relationship we can provide. It, the first thing that anyone really looks for is how the team really interacts. Yeah. Um, maybe not in a daily day to day basis, but at a high level, you know, they kind of interview as the investors kind of say they invest in the jockey, not so much the horse. They, yeah, they believe absolutely. the tech is sound, but they want to really believe in the CEO and the leadership team ability to hire the right people and make the right influence to those individuals to keep them synergistic and working together. So how do you know you have bad chemistry? I mean, I would imagine people who are being disrespectful to each other, yelling and screaming at each other, kind right. of the obvious things. Um, but what, what about the not so obvious things? Yeah. And I've even seen where it's like uh, chaotic disruption, but yeah. it can even be productive. You know, it can be uh, like an organized. Or? Yeah. It's just sometimes things can work out serendipitously where something can happen. But in terms of the, the, the really negative aspects to it, you know, sometimes that can outweigh that risk of, actually having a problem solution where the team's not maybe getting along. So it's that constructive um, friction, if you will, creative yeah. friction. And sometimes like a good leader can recognize that and challenge people to fit together. But it's also a lot of risk because it could really flip over real quick. Yeah. So 
that that comes down to how they handle it, right? right. Or how they so you, you really have to look into and, and dig into how people deal with issues and how they communicate that. Exactly. So in the key. due diligence process on your guys' design, you you dig into that quite um, you know, we dig it at a high level. Okay. We usually work with the, the company and we base off, you know, what they're working on, what stage they're at, but really also about the team, how well they're able to take feedback, how well they're able to take constructive criticism. Um, that shows a lot um, in terms of their leadership style and kind of how they're going to pivot, even when they're doing the day-to-day business. Um, that You can kind of tell a lot from kind of that emotional IQ you're getting off of from sure. that individual. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um Dropping the ball, um, personal issues. I think you shared with me a story about kind of personal issues. You care about talking about that, right? Yeah, you know, I've I've had several startups. Um, one of my earliest ones, uh, really, I let I had a lot of responsibility on another individual, a business partner, and he failed to really deliver in a time of necessity and really making sure that the company was sound. Oh. Um, and you know, got involved in the wrong types of crowds, if you will. Um, oh no, you know, we, I was young, so. You know, you really learn quick. You can't just do business with with friends or family and stuff. You can, <laughs> but sometimes yeah. you let your personal emotion get in, uh, in the way rather than your professional. True. Um, and so, you know, I've had to pivot and change and make sure that I'm picking the right team around me to surround myself so that I can be challenged and that I can challenge them back. Um, but I've had some some crazy stories too that uh, didn't turn out so well. And you learn from those and you learn from those scars uh-huh. and you make sure, okay, I don't want to reopen that wound. I want to make sure I don't get another scar either. So how can I, you know, make sure I'm identifying certain things in individuals that I want to bring in as a team, you know, I'm or join a team. Yeah. I'm glad you bring up wound because that's always a big thing with me. Yeah. Um, So, you know, people who lie, I mean, so the warning signs that you have bad chemistry, I mean, you know, a lot of times you get caught up in the minutia of the work and you don't realize that your culture is toxic and your chemistry is bad, right? You drink too much of your own Kool-Aid, as they say. Yeah, yeah. You really have to open your eyes. So, um, you know, make sure that people are adding value, that they're not afraid of adding value. Don't yell at your people. Right. I mean, these are just kind of obvious things, but I hear stories about people doing it all the time. Yeah. You know, um, funny story. I mean, I worked, I had, I was, I ran a company called Global Truck Supply, and then I partnered with some family on some, some stuff. And one of my family members would curse and scream and yell but it was kind of out of love but kind of out of this he taught me how to talk like a pirate really unprofessionally <laughs> right and a bad bad how pirate transfer over it, to you know i had to go okay gotta, gotta make sure i'm monitoring my word selection here but the dynamic was different when i was working with him yeah and it can happen in certain industries where there is kind of that tense dynamic um but it's not so much out of disrespect it's more out of okay well you know i need to make sure i'm within my bounds and i'm not doing anything because i don't want to trigger that but sometimes that trigger, even when he was kind of, if you will, just normal talk, it almost sounded like discipline to learn and pivot and make sure I was changing what I was doing that could kind of upset him like that. That was his way of communicating. And some individuals and leaders have a, a bad way of communicating like yeah, that individual, yeah. but you kind of still learn from it and you go, okay, I don't want to be like that. I want to handle it in a certain way because you know you, I've been in those shoes, right? So you kind of go, okay, yeah. how can I transfer that into my own language, if you will? Want and hear, word selection. Yeah. I want to hear a little secret. I used to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back when I first got into the recruiting business, it was kind of like, you know, you just tell people to shut up and make a cold call. Like yeah. It, it was not. And a few cool. adjectives scattered about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a question? All right. Yeah. Ask me after you make a cold call. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the world I grew up in. And that's what I learned, I think, from my manager. So it was, he got away with it. I didn't get away with it. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So it was bad. So how do you monitor 
chemistry? That's a great question. Um, you really, I mean, you got to have an open platform of communication mm -hmm. across team members. Yeah. Make sure everyone's on the same page. I can't tell you how many times um, people just don't get on the same page or refuse to get on the same page or just aren't listening and will miss a certain topic. Um, so as a leader, and there has to be not just one, it has to be like the team monitoring each other to make yeah. sure they're being honest and being open and communicative on all topics across what they're working on. Well, first off, the leaders need to be on the same page. hundred percent. You guys need to hundred percent be on each other's, like have each other's backs. Yeah. And the leader should also deliver the message of what it wants to do internally so yeah. that the internal communications can then out expose that to the external. But right? not just so, deliver the message, live the message. Exactly. You know, You're right. you, you can't, you absolutely. can't do the, do as I say, not as Even I do. Even better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that downgrades so much credibility in the minds of the employees. You're right. All right. So live, walk the, walk the walk. Yeah. Or, I, the leader, that, what's the le saying again? Walk the talk? talk uh, something like that. I, I mean, some of the most <laughs> influential le leaders in, um, you know, Charles Schwab is one of those that uh, was a capitalist and yeah. did great things and helped a lot of people, but didn't do some great things. But what he really did well in terms of his leadership style was he was quick to, to stop and try and make the other person feel inferior. He tried to make them feel really self-confident. And so he was very quick with praise. And when you build that praise and you inspire your own individuals within your team, that can be more rewarding than any kind of financial uh, um, or monetary salary or anything like yeah. that, you know, that kind of feeling of self-worth and being a part of that team. And so you want to make sure you're monitoring your team to that effect where you're quick on praise, even if it's the team working with each other, you know, um, saying good job or just something like that, inspiring your other teammate to feel good. Yeah. Some people just have problems that they come to work and that's their life. That's their family, if you will, at work. And they want to feel appreciated. Yeah. And you have to take the time to get to know what's going on. Exactly. You know, yeah. It's not get to the coal mines and, you know. Right. And keep slaving away. Yeah. You know, pra praise is. So there's three reasons why people tend to look for new opportunities. One would be growth. Content and work would be second. And then leadership issues mm -hmm. would be being third. And praise is often linked to like the lack of leadership issues. Yeah. Did I just say that correctly? So lack of yeah, leadership issues. Yeah, lack of leadership within the organization, right? Yeah. Being challenged, being feeling appreciated, and and make sure you're adding value to the team. Yeah, absolutely, and and showing that you appreciate the work that's being done. Right. All right, leaders. So we're beating you overhead today. <clears throat> All right. So setting up a si system of checks and balances, and really praising your people, is probably going to cut down your 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 having to monitor your your uh, chemistry too often, right? Right. You just check in on it every once in a while. Yeah. There's no uh, real science to it or art. It's kind of a balance of both. And you kind of make sure that you're you're keeping as a leader or even as the team member, make sure you're integrated and you're on the same page because you don't want to fall on page behind or you'd be too far in front of the pack. You want to make sure that you're in the striking distance of everybody. Absolutely. If you're just joining us on the live stream or the podcast, our guest today is JC Ruffalo. He's the director of Launchpad and investor relations for Octane OC. We just discussed a little bit about chemistry and what it is and how to get it better. And now we're going to talk a little bit about how to bring it into your interview process and how to, what to do with the chemistry is bad, how to change it. So, um, JC, I personally love bad team chemistry. <laughs> For my business, it's good <laughs> because if I if I run off the statistics, about seventy percent of people who are engaged in their current role 
are either disengaged or disenchanted with their current right. company, right? So that means there's probably bad team chemistry. They're right. not keeping their people happy. It makes it so much easier for me to recruit your people. Mm-hmm. So make it difficult for me, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That. So let's talk about interviewing. Um, any thoughts on how to, uh, you know, you've got a good team. How do you uncover chemistry in the interviewing process? You got to ask good questions. As much as the interviewer Boom, is, you got on. you really got to ask good questions back because it's your life, and you know time is everything. Yeah. So you don't know um, what you're going to step into. So you want to just make sure you're asking good questions, yeah. being like you know whether it's the the leader who's interviewing you and what his experience is, or who he's brought in around him, what their experience is, what they've done, kind of learning about their track record and getting to know their kind of involvement with what they're working on and mm-hmm. which department. I, for me, I want to be surrounded with inspiring other individuals, and I hope that that most people want the same. I know not everybody, but you know, you really want to surround yourself with good people because, you know, as I said first, it's time is everything. So you're investing your time into the company as much as the company's investing their time and 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 work with you. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I think first off, you you really need to be able to convey that vision of who right. you are and what you're you know what you're trying to achieve as a company as a whole, as opposed to. Um, so, so as a team, from chemistry perspective, you really need to understand yourself and your business needs. Yeah. You know, building the company isn't about building you and your own personal ego. It's about building the company. Right. And, right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, somebody, somebody was telling me the other day, or I heard a quote the other day about how, you know, you can get, you can go somewhere fast with one person, but to go far, you need a team. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. As I said, you're investing your time. You want to add value in what you're doing and feel appreciated and accomplished. And um, that's that's really what a lot of people should be doing. And too many people, sadly, and to your benefit, settle, right? Yeah. You just feel comfortable settling with that. And sometimes that's where pe- great great people, great new ideas that could potentially happen just go to die. Yeah. They, do, they don't get that inspiration or that self-worth or that self-confidence to try something. Yeah. And you know what? Great performers become underperformers when yeah, they're not motivated. Exactly. And what ends up happening is they're now somebody else taps them on the shoulder and says, Hey, look at we've got this everything that you don't have in your current company. Right. Come here. Yeah. And that can be that if, if they're willing to take that chance. Most of the time they are. Yeah. A lot of times. Hopefully. They are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you if you if you properly position it to where you're kind of uh, helping to solve or cure their wound, their career wound, as you mentioned earlier. Right. Thanks for the plug. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you, you link that to whatever they're desiring out of their career, and then that person's going to take off once they hit the ground running. So vetting people. Um, I think we talked on the phone, and you said, you know, you, companies need to do a much better job of vetting people. Mm-hmm. And you also made a statement that honesty is not that common. Right. So let's talk a little bit about that, because, hey, I totally agree with you. And I was taught earlier in my career, everybody lies, mm-hmm. right? So how does one do a really great job in, in vetting people? What do you guys look at? Um, you know, for us, we don't... You don't get too involved in that? We don't get too involved in that, but from I will speak from my personal experience in terms of vetting people. I'd like to think that I have a pretty good social IQ in terms of like being able to read how that person's talking to me. I play a lot of poker, so I feel like I can oh, read people's okay. poker face if they show an expression that I'm going, okay, that kind of throws me off. Or, um, But I do a lot of, in terms of my people bringing in that I've kind of helped and, and hired 
it's definitely been about how that person works with me. And it's not that right away, you're going to come work today. It's more about you, you do the interview, you go get something personally with them. Maybe it's a cup of coffee and just do some, some sort of uh, communication to a different level of them, them coming in full time right away. Yeah. You kind of want to build that trust with them. So you're kind of on that trial run with them as well as they are with you. Yeah. And you, I've, I've had a really good, um, way of just being able to read people and seeing where they are at and always kind of looking for a reference. It's a, it's a small world out there with oh, technology. Yeah. So Absolutely. you could easily look, whether it's on LinkedIn or social media or somehow kind of vet somebody and say, Hey, you know, I've been talking to so-and-so have, I saw that you're, you might know them, you know, what, what are your thoughts on them? You know, I've had great conversations or I've had not so great conversations. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that, that's, that's one way to kind of keep checks and balances too. That's um, so prevalent in my industry where there's a lot of backdoor references that go on. Right. Yeah. Right. I and, mean, it's so common. It's, you know, yeah. Hey, I noticed you worked with so-and-so over here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, exactly. Walk me through, you know, the situation. You do get to the truth that way. For right. Sure. Right. And I always, I always say that the purpose of the interview is to get to the truth. So if you're not asking questions to get to the core of who that person is, you're, you're guessing at the chemistry. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You got to fill your gut with the right information to make sure that that person is going to have a reasonably successful time at your company. Exactly. Yeah. And they're going to produce something that can help benefit everybody. Um, right. I mean, honesty is so uncommon. It's sad. Yeah. A lot of people like to white out certain areas of their life or really intensify what they've done. And, you know, it, it, you just kind of got to have your, your flag up and your monitor up your radar, if you will, whatever kind of, um, anal analogy I want to use, but you really just got to be on guard. Um, and not to say that the three, three strike rule should apply, but it's something you should kind of check and say, okay, well maybe they just, you know, overwrote some statement or said something and, you know, I'll give them that one strike and then, okay, maybe, you know, shame on me once shame on, on me again. Now really shame on you for the third time. Like yeah. I should have, should have known better. Yeah. Um, well, the takeaway from this is why don't hire family. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then, and then secondarily, I, I think you have to approach it with a, you know, you hear the common term, hire slowly, fire fast. Yeah. And you have to live that. That really makes you know, when you start seeing things that are going to creep up, especially early on in that relationship, it's just going to amplify once that time goes on. Exactly. Yeah. So take an optimistic pessimism to yeah, what you do. I like that. <laughs> All right. So, you know, what one suggestion I like to do is, you know, you're looking for evidence. Behavioral questions are the best way to get to the heart of those. And if you know what they, if, if you don't know what they are, you can, you can Google them. Um, I do another podcast where we talk about behavioral interviewing, which is great. But I like to also build in knockout questions, which are one question that is geared toward uh, my core company values to make sure that, that person's in alignment. Right. And if somebody doesn't answer it correctly or they're completely off of alignment, just walk away, mm -hmm. move on. Yeah. Don't get in bed with them for the long haul. If they're, you're already seeing those flags. Yeah. It's like, you know, bad relationship, yeah, right? Exactly. What do you do when you finally realize the chemistry is bad. If I'm a company, I'm coming to you and you say, hey, look, your tech is great. We like you, but you guys, you guys have some chemistry issues. Mm -hmm. What are they, do, do you advise them on what to do or do you give them? I mean, you might give them, I mean, it de depending on how far it's progressed. I mean, <laughs> you case say, by case. Fix it, bro. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> yeah, you might, sometimes you might want to knock their heads together and be like, you guys need to come together and fix this and, yeah. and, and be solution oriented. Um, and I feel like that's a real key takeaway is too many people like to criticize rather than come up with a solution, 
right? They're quick, oh, yeah. quick to say problem or point. The but blame game. Yeah, the blame game. You need to be quick to a solution. So it's whether you get those two knuckleheads together or the chemistry that's not working out, maybe you need to sit down with them, have that first conversation, see how they handle it. And then based on where that comes or where that evolves to, you got to go, okay, well, maybe it's one of them. Maybe it's, maybe you got to let go of both of them. You know, if it, if it gets that bad, you need to take that sort of action because as you mentioned, why would you want things to get progressively worse than where it already is? God. Okay. So what if me as the founder, I'm the problem. I'm the person with the bad chemistry. Yeah, well, if you're the founder and you have a board, um, your board will definitely hopefully notice that too. Um, so they give you the money and kick you out. They, hey, it's happened. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. And you know what? The, the best CEOs will kind of recognize that I want a little bit of something rather than a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. So they want to be like, I want to do what's best for the organization. Um, so whether that's me, I step down or I take a different role or just walk away completely. But often that's really hard for really entrepreneurs because yeah. that's, that's their baby. Exactly. Those, and I've been there. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. And so what ends up happening is the company ends up dying. Exactly. To their own demise. Yeah. And that's, that's the tragedy. It's, that's where great ideas go to, go to, go to fail. Yeah, absolutely. So communicate, identify and change with minimum impact to the organization, right? And then... Hire slow and fire quickly. Right. Those are our takeaways. Amen. All right. So how do we cultivate great chemistry? We'll give you a little action plan, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. What do you got? Wow. I, team building. I mean, anything that yeah. involves like whether you're going out to the beach together, you're going like on a, you know, going out to the zoo or something as a team, you got to kind of create those kind of synergies where everyone gets to step away from their office and go work together in a different at a different level, personally. Yeah. Because um, that's where trust really, really evolves. And make sure everyone has a voice. Amen. Yeah. You know, and... And, and call and, upon those that do not like to speak up. Yeah. Challenge them because yeah. that's what they need. They definitely need that. And that's what a good leader will do is recognize those that are maybe a little bit more on the quiet side, but those quiet ones probably have the greatest ideas. You know, with any customer, and if you think about it, your employees or your customers as the leadership, you got to listen to them. Yeah. And you have to be approachable. You really do. Many leaders like to seclude themselves in the office. But I think today it's changing in the open environment landscape in terms of the office. So everyone's being able to communicate slacks, you know, for good teams. They they use a lot of good things. So, you know, things are definitely, things are shifting and people are being more open and, you know, technology's really surged that as well. So um, I'm excited. I'm optimistic for the future that there are better ways to, to problem solve bad team chemistry. Yeah, just take your CEO and just have him be a text messenger and that's it. <laughs> you're, not, you're, you're no longer allowed to talk to any of the employees. That's one solution. <laughs> yeah, that could be good or bad, right? Yeah, that sounds more on the bad side. But I know, right? Case by case basis, I guess. Or hire a PR person to do all the writing for him and then yeah. just, there you go. All right, we're just about out of time for today's show. JC, Thank you. thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Much appreciated. Now, I'm sure there's some companies out there that would love to find out more about Launchpad and, and what you're doing up there. So how do they reach you? Well, you can always email me. Uh, my email is jc, j is in Jeffrey, c is in Charles, at octaneoc.org. Again, that's jc at octaneoc.org. Um, or you can check out our website, octaneoc.org. Um, that's www at the beginning. Um, yeah, octaneoc.com. We're a great organization. We're here to help benefit the <laughs> ecosystem here in Southern California. Um, and really help, uh, you know, grow job growth and capital infusion and bring the whole technology and life science ecosystem to a stronger forefront. And you guys do an amazing job with a lot of companies. I got to Thank interview you. some of your launchpad companies at TIFF 
which is the Technology Innovation Forum for some of you who are listening in. Yeah. And uh, which is another great event. And you guys provide, you do events all the time. We do well. about 50 events throughout the year. There's one tonight. We have one tonight. Yeah, our summer I'm social going. right across the street, actually. I'm yeah. going. I love it. Woohoo. You. <laughs> all right. So I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Kim Iverson. Please subscribe, rate, and review all our episodes. Um, we need your input to improve the show and uh, make it better for you. So you can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O dot com, or subscribe to Higher Power Radio on iTunes. We just got on iHeartRadio. You! Woo! <laughs> Google Play, or you can find us on all your uh, podcasting favorites. You can follow us on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook as well at Higher Power Radio Show, or you can follow me on LinkedIn instagram or twitter (laughs) (laughs) anything else (laughs) i know right wow that was long all right so i want to end this with a quote because i found this really awesome quote that i love and i'm going to probably just build it into the show for now on smart people learn from everything and everyone average people learn from their experiences stupid people already have the answers (laughs) do you know who said that no idea. All right. I'm going to go back to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Is Socrates. It? No way. <laughs> so- yeah. <laughs> Socrates. <laughs> All right. Tune in next That's week. Awesome. Our Bill guest is going to be Aaron Wilson. Aaron uh, is a returning offender. He's the co-founder and talent engineer of Higher Pool, Inc. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio. 